welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We really hope that you'll be blessed by this week's encouraging message. Well, good morning. Good to see you all. This is great. So much life in here. I, I honestly, it's hard to gather us together sometimes, but that's a good problem to have. So I'd rather it be like that than you do greeting time and nobody talks to each other. So there's a lot of life, a lot of friendships here. Even afterwards, you can stay, connect in the cafe, grab a cup of coffee, don't have to run out at the end. So, all right. So I am really excited to share some things this morning. Um, this is a month, really this month of May has been interesting. It's been like, a, it's a month of celebration. Um, we just had May the 4th be with you. You know, that is a big day. I was almost going to wear my Star Wars shirt today. Okay, I did that last year. Cinco de Mayo today. It's like there's party after party after party. This morning we had a party downstairs with the Gold Mine Kids Ministry. I would have thought like half the church was down there for that. I mean, there's so many leaders and helpers, and we did breakfast, and Brittany and Mark helped us pull this off, and the Goldmine team. So they were having a party, launching some new initiatives, and, you know, and now they are meeting down there every morning. The whole ministry comes together in the same way that we have prayer before the service. They come together at 9.30 to pray for what God wants to do in the kids' lives. Because you know, the kids are worth it. You know, they're having, we want them to encounter God down there too. So it's really exciting. So there's, if you've never been here before and you want to be part, we have a prayer, pre-prayer service in there at 9 o'clock. It's usually the room is packed. Uh, there's just so much prayer going on, praying for what God wants to do in the morning. And now downstairs for the children's ministry, they're doing the same thing. So there's prayer going on all over the place. And prayer is like the foundation that we build on. So prayer is a really good thing, really important. Uh, but this month is a month of celebration. It's kind of a month of refiring in a way. Like I like the term refirement. You know, sometimes you got to get refired, fired back up. You know, it's really good. Um, we're going to be celebrating Ralph and Wanda on May 19th. Party in the park. Uh, yeah, <laughs> someone's excited about that. I think uh, it's going to be really good. They've been uh, a part of this family for 35 years. Uh, or maybe more so. So it's really, we're going to be celebrating them, celebrating their journey, the completion of their season and their journey here, and their journey is going to continue as they go to Colorado with their kids and their grandkids and spend this next season with them. So, um, so we want to celebrate that and, and just you know, love on them big time. Uh, at the end of the month, so for the next two weeks, I'm going to be sharing Vision Weeks. I'll explain that in a minute. And then at the end of the month, we're going to be sharing communion together. So that'll be the last Sunday in May. Just committing things to the Lord. Um, you know, there's something power about taking communion together as a family, uh, and we're going to be doing that. So that's going to be really good. So for those of you who are new, or maybe you've been here for a while, um, I'm excited today for the next two weeks to share about kind of where we're headed and where we're going. Um, and, and Joy and I were talking about it. Today we're not launching something of like some big new direction, some big 180 shift. Um, but it's kind of a season here we've been in of refocusing, I would say clarifying. Uh, you know, when you look at a picture of an image, you know, sometimes it can be blurry, but you can make it out. And I feel like what God is doing is he's kind of clarifying that. He's bringing the image into even better focus. So we're in a season of God is just refocusing and bringing it even into more, greater clarity for what he's calling us to do. So we're excited to share some of that with you this morning. Um, we have been, um, 
our leadership team, we've been praying about this for months. I mean, I would say, you know, almost six months. Just, you know, God, what is it that you have? You know, churches sometimes, you, you go through seasons of things. And Lord, what do you have for us for this next season? Um, so we've been praying about this. We have, so many of you have been involved in this process. Uh, we've had focus groups. We've been getting opinions. We, you know, we've been, like, tell us, you know, what, what you feel, what you see, what you sense, asking a lot of questions. So I'm excited today to start rolling out some of the result of these six months of, uh, you know, just seeking the Lord and asking him what he has next for us. So it's going to be really good. Okay, I'm building it up. It's going to get even better and better and better. I'm laying foundation. So, right, Ralphie? <laughs> it's so good to have him here. So today I'm going to share three aspects of who we are and where we're going, okay? Three w phrases, and you can even boil them down to three words. And when we think about, like, who we are, these things aren't going to be like, oh, I've never heard of these before in my life. No, I think you're going to say, yeah, this totally feels like New Hope. Um, so the first one, experience, grow, and influence. When we have kind of boiled everything down, like, what are we about? What has God called us to be we think of these three words. And if you can put up the next one with the three phrases, we believe about experiencing God, a place to grow in healthy community, and a place where you can learn and go out and influence your world. Okay? When I think about the things that burns in our hearts, and what burns in your hearts, probably why you're here, is probably because of this. We just haven't said it clearly, <laughs> okay? So uh, I just think everything is about experiencing God. We're going to talk about it. We can know stuff in our head, but if we haven't experienced it, then we don't really know. Right, you get that? Yeah. We don't really know. So I'm going to be building on this. I'm going to share more specifically how we're moving in this direction. Um, but I want to start with the first one here. And so everything we do at New Hope is really filtered through these three words that we had up there. Experience, grow, and influence. Okay? Everything we are about, everything we're going to be doing is going to be coming through. The, if it doesn't lead us to a place of experiencing God, or if we're not growing in healthy community, or if it isn't gearing us up to go out and influence the world, then we're probably not going to do it. Okay? It's, that's going to be the filter. Everything gets pushed through. Um, so I'm excited to share about the first one here, experience God. Like, what does that mean? We hear this so often. Uh, but we have a saying around here that says, encountering God's love changes everything. Yes. Right? When you experience the love of God, things change. Yes. And when you experience forgiveness, your life changes. Yes. You know, when you know you're loved by God and he's not disappointed with you all the time, I live life so much more free knowing that. Yes that there aren't these huge expectations that he has on me and that I always feel like I'm disappointing him. Some of us were raised, you know, years ago, maybe feeling like you couldn't please God and that he was always a little bit disappointed with you. Well, it's not true. And when you get to feel the love of God and you experience it, it, like, it sets you free. Okay? When I, was in, uh, when I was in high school, I read books on dating, I read books on relationships, I knew virtually nothing about that at that point. I needed to do a lot of reading. Um, yeah, still do need to do a lot of reading. But you know, when I fell in love and when I started to experience love, I learned about it at a whole different level than what I could get out of a dating book or something. You know what I mean? Uh, when you start to experience it, it's a whole different level of knowing. Um, 
So I want to put up the scripture here, Ephesians 3.19. I love this scripture. This is Paul praying uh, to the Ephesians. He's saying this, and I wish, I want you to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. And that's like his heart cry. You read this passage. It's a one piece of a long prayer. But he says, and that you'd know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you'd be filled up to all the fullness of God. That word know actually comes from a Greek word called gnosko. You can trace it back to that. If You can put up the next slide. It means to know through personal experience, to know intimately. It's not just talking about head knowledge with God. Well, yeah, I read all these books. I've read the Bible. I can memorize scripture. I can apply them to situations in my life. That's all great. But if you don't know him and you haven't taken that stuff and you've applied it and you've experienced it, then you haven't known God in the sense of what Paul is talking about. So we're about experiential love, knowing it. Um, At New Hope, we want to have a strong biblical background, but it needs to be tied to experience. You know, it's not just about learning, or you could just go to college and get a Bible degree and you'd be on your way. You know, maybe you change the world with your Bible degree. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's how it works, but um, I think you need to experience God, right? The stuff that we learn... It has to go in deep. It's got to become part of who we are. Uh, the beautiful thing about it is the way we experience God, we don't experience everything all at one time. It'd be like majorly overwhelming or something, you know? Um, but you get to know him more at seasons of your life, you know, and you go through a hard time. And then when you say, God, you are my refuge. Yes, he has been my refuge. I know he's been my refuge. I know this because I walked through it with him. That's the gnosko know that we're talking about. You know, you know it because you've walked through it with him. Um, we want to have build on a solid foundation of educational knowledge, but with the goal of having experiential knowledge. Okay, let's say, <laughs> thought about this recently, you needed to go have surgery. You know, you need to have heart surgery or something. And you go to your surgeon and you say, hey, you know, so doctor, you know, this is, I'm going to go through with this, so just tell me so I feel better. How many of these have you done before? I'm sure you've had a lot of them. And the surgeon says, uh, well, I have been reading about this for 20 or 30 years. (laughs) I've been studying the heart so well. I, I know everything about it. I have read many books. I've got a whole library of books about the heart. And you're like, so have you done any surgeries? Well, no, I haven't. I'm still reading. I'm learning. I have a ton of knowledge about it. You'd be like, okay, um, how do I end this session here? This isn't going to go well. It's like, no, you're not going to want to sign up with someone who hasn't done it before. You know, you want someone who knows. They've done it. They have experience. You know, that's the people I'm attracted to in life. Like, you don't just know stuff. Like, they've experienced stuff. They've been through it. Uh, That's what we're talking about with experiencing God. Everybody can experience God. This isn't just for the spiritual elite. It's like every one of us can experience God. Maybe you've never heard that before. Maybe you grew up in a real, I don't know, traditional background. I grew up in a more traditional background. I had to learn. You can experience God. Uh, you can, the stuff we read about, we can experience. Um, you know, when you're, when, like even this morning when we're singing a worship song and, and a word or a phrase leaps off the page and, you know, something hits your heart, your, your eyes well up with tears or whatever. And it's like, that's experiencing God. Right. Like, you just had an experience with God. God is making something real in your life that may not have been before. 
When you're driving down the road and you're, you're singing to a song in your car, and it can even be a secular song, and, you know, it's like, hey, God can use anything. And you start to cry in your car or whatever. If something hits you in a new way, you've experienced God. God has highlighted something. If it's something that's positive for you, I guess if you're crying for other reasons, maybe not. Um, I remember one season, uh, you know, not long ago, where I was listening to an Eminem song. And it is totally not, you know, he's not a believer, but he was, singing something, he was saying something that was so powerful. And he was leading people out of some darkness that he had been into. And I experienced God in the song. It spoke to me. I felt what he had walked through. I felt the darkness he'd come out of. And it just made me think of God and stuff that I have walked out of in, in, in my own life. So we can experience God in all different ways. I mean, I think of, you know, when, when we held our first child or something, and you know, you're there and you feel the love and the responsibility now, and it's like, wow, my life has changed. Maybe you've, you're scared to death. Um, but, but, you know, you could also fill up with tears and just be like, wow, this is amazing. You're experiencing God in that moment and the power of life. And God is speaking to you, you know. So the New Testament is filled with people experiencing God. Like, it's just, that's just what it's about. Like, it has to be. Everything we do at New Hope is about leading people to experience the goodness of God. Amen. We've got a region in this area that needs to know that God loves them. And that, like, you can experience the goodness of God. And they may have heard all types of weird things about God and, like, be like, I don't know if I want to be one of those people. But they haven't experienced his goodness yet. They haven't felt the love of God. So everything we do here is about creating an atmosphere, an environment where people can come in and encounter and experience God. Okay? That's going to be really important as we move forward. So that's experiencing. Let's go to the next one here. Uh, is going to be growing in healthy community. You know, we experience God, and then you grow, right? A seed gets planted in the ground as a plant, and then it grows, and it grows through various stages. Our goal here is to grow numerically larger and spiritually deeper. Why? Because we want to serve more people. We want more people to experience the love of God. That's what we're about. That's what the gospel of the message is actually about. It's about God demonstrating his love to us. So um, if you have your Bible, you can turn to Acts 2. Um, so I'm going to just read this briefly because I think this is a biblical thing. So we see that you know, Jesus died. He resurrected. He rose from the, de- rose from the dead. And then he ascended into heaven. And then, what, about a month later, he shows up and the Holy Spirit gets poured out at Pentecost. And there's just a major transformation that happens. 3,000 people come to know Christ on one day. The church is formed. The first church ever, okay, is like now happening. 3,000 people. It's like, wow, I can't even imagine that. We have over 200, and I'm like, I can't imagine 3,000. You know, all of a sudden, now you've got 3,000 people to tend to? Wow. They didn't have good processes and systems set up, I'm pretty sure, you know. (laughs) Social media wasn't even happening. So uh, each day, it says, each day they continued to meet in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. This was the first church You know, God was adding to their number. The Holy Spirit was moving. And then we can read on later in Acts 9, seven chapters later. 
And it still says the church had a time of peace and it kept on worshiping God. They became stronger as the Holy Spirit encouraged them and helped them grow. So we see the first church, the church that really spawned so much. Uh, you know, they were meeting together. They were praying together. The Holy Spirit was in their midst and was leading them. They were encouraging one another. There were signs and wonders happening. It says that the community felt a sense of awe about all that God was doing. Like, that is so awesome. And it says the Holy Spirit encouraged them and helped them grow. We want to be led by the Spirit of God in everything we do, right? I used to say, uh, <laughs> I used to say something I don't say any, anymore. I used to say this term or this concept, I don't know why exactly, but I used to say, well, healthy things grow. You know, healthy things grow. So if it's not growing, it's not healthy, which isn't really true. Um, but you know what? I don't say it anymore because unhealthy things grow too. So, you know, if you've ever had a loved one or something that's, that's suffered from cancer, you know that unhealthy things can grow. Weeds can grow along plants. So we don't just want to grow, but we want to grow in a way that's healthy. And healthy in mind, body, and spirit. So, um, so yeah, I have walked that one back a little bit. We want to grow as a healthy community with integrity, with humility, in a spirit-led way, following the Holy Spirit. And is also, not just as a community in a healthy way, but individually as followers of Jesus, right? I hope that all of us have a desire to grow. And it's not an age thing, it's not an experience thing. You know, you may have done amazing exploits, but God still has more for you. He's got more for us. It's just always going to be true. You know, the, the, the scariest thing is, you know, this complacency. I tell you, that's the scariest thing in my workplace, my work life, in the business field that I see. As you look at people, you, oh man, if you become complacent and you just settle in and look for a soft spot to lie down, you know, you're going to get ro- rolled over. So you've got to keep the fire burning. You know, somehow we've got to keep the fires burning in our lives. So even as, as we get older and age and we've been through a lot of stuff and had a lot of experiences, we're never called to just camp out. You know, Paul was writing some of his best letters when he was in his oldest years. And he was in prison. And he could have just said, I'm in jail. This stinks, you know. I'm in jail. Well, I had good years. I helped start the church. You know, I brought the message to the Gentiles. But instead... He was like even in prison, which must have been awful and very uncomfortable. He's writing some of his best letters. He's writing some of his most important works to get out. Like, I'm going to get this stuff out there. I'm going to pour out all I can in these last days, and nothing's going to inhibit me, you know? And I love that. Like, oh, man. I just pray for him. I'm like, Lord, I always want to be like that. I hope. (laughs) That was a hopeful thing, right? (laughs) I hope. So we want to grow individually. Uh, I always say this too, New Hope is like a healthy greenhouse. Um, I've shared this story before, but my first job was working in a greenhouse right down the road on Union Street. It's still there. Uh, Jan Nagel's in this place, you know. Um, my first job, I remember this. This was over 25 years ago, and I still remember what it felt like when you walk into a greenhouse, if you haven't done it in a while. Like you open the doors, and it's like there's moisture in there. You just feel the conditions that are right for growth. That's like, you know, if it's cool out, it feels good, it feels cool. You got soil, you're potting plants, and the conditions are right, the sun, sunlight is helping. 
you can just smell the growth taking place in there. You know, that should be like this place, should be a healthy community. And we hear this all the time from people, so now this is going to give us more words to explain what God is doing here. But like people say, when I come in, I just experience God. I felt the love of God. I felt the love of God from the people. You know, if we want this place to be like a greenhouse and people come in, it's like, man, it feels good in here. This feels like the right place to grow. Even John, in 3 John 1-2, says this in his writing, Dear friends, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. And, and I've seen some you know, translations talk about you know, that your soul would prosper. I pray that your soul would prosper. John is even saying, that, you know, I, as strong as you are in spirit, I pray that you're healthy in body and that your soul is doing well. You know, our mind, our will and emotions, that you're, that you're doing well, that your soul's prospering. So it's not just about being spiritually high, but it's about like our soul is healthy. You know, our physical body. God, you know, John, I love that, praying. I hope you're healthy. I pray to God that you guys are healthy. Amen. So we're called to individually be healthy, um, to grow up into our callings. We all have unique callings and giftings. We've been created for a unique purpose and a reason. Do you know the reason that you've been created? Do you know what your purpose is? I guess that there's a lot of people here who do, and there's probably a lot that don't. Um, we want to know that, you know? And it's not something that, you know, you have to be super upset about if you don't know, but it's part of your journey. You know, I've heard people say, you know, in these years, my purpose is to encourage. My purpose is to get behind and to help push things forward. I've heard all types of stuff from people here. My, my purpose here is to worship, to lead people into encountering God. You know, what is your purpose? You know, we have business owners here. We have people that are out in different realms of influence. You know, know, we need to know what our purpose is. What is the unique thing that God created us to do that's different from everybody else? We're to grow up into that purpose. So when we talk about growing in a healthy community, these are the things, right now, we're looking at how do we develop things that are going to help people grow up into your purpose, grow into your calling. Uh, we need to have classes. We need to have more to be able to do to help us in that area. What are the dreams that are in us? What are the dreams that are in this collective community? And how about the new people that are coming in? What are their dreams? How do we help get behind each other in those areas? Um, I love this too. This is so, uh, again, from Paul in Ephesians 4. It says, And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints for the work of service. That's for the equipping of you for the work of service. It didn't say for the equipping of just the senior leader for the work of service. Like, that would be too much. I'm sorry. It's the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. To the building up of the body of Christ. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. I don't think we've reached that point yet. So we've still got work to do. We all have a part. We all have work to do. And I love it. Until we attain to the unity of faith, when there's unity here, and not just in this church, but in other places, and of the knowledge, there we go again, gnosko, and the knowledge of the Son of God, the personal, the intimate, the knowledge that is tethered to experience, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. 
that God is supposed to get really big inside of us, right? And I look at someone, I'm like, man, I see God in that person. They love so well. That's the measure which belongs to the fullness of Christ, okay? So that's uh, growing in healthy community. So what is our first word? Experience. Experience. Second word? Grow. Grow in healthy community. Third one? Influence. You know, this is, this is like one of my favorite ones. I could preach on this one for a long time, and I know many others in here could too. Our teaching is focused on empowering you to build a strong faith, live a great life, and fulfill your God-given potential. We really believe all these things. You should build a strong faith. You're going to have a faith journey in this life. Like you need to build, you're building a strong faith. Your relationship with God is deepening. Live a good life, you know? I mean, what father or mother doesn't want their kids to have a good life? Uh, For some reason in churches, we're like so afraid to say that. But sometimes we need to say it. God wants you to have a good life, to have good relationships in this life, you know, to have financial freedom. I mean, God didn't, you know, go through all he did so that we could live in bondage. I mean, um, God is, wants us to live a good life. He wants us to fulfill our unique purpose and our God-given potential. You know, for you to fulfill your God-given potential, what you've been given. Not to fulfill someone else's or to live up to what other people are doing. And it's so hard in this day and age with social media and things, we always want to compare. But God isn't after that. We don't care about that. It doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. What has God given you to do? What has God given you to do? What is your potential that you can live up to. And it takes all the pressure off you. Yeah, we don't have to worry about living up to what other people think we should be doing. Ephesians 2.10, I love this scripture. God made us, has made us what we are. Some translations say this, we are his work of art. You know, my daughter is an artist and she does painting and I see the detail and the attention that goes into painting a picture, you know? Uh, it's pretty amazing when you think about the fact that we are God's work of art. Wow, you know, we're not just an afterthought. He's created us in Christ Jesus to live lives filled with good works that he's prepared for us to do. I love that. Live lives filled with good works that he's prepared for us to do. Jesus sent out the 12 disciples and they had a massive influence on the world, didn't they not? I mean, it's unbelievable. Followers of Christ today are still sent out to what? To lead and to love, to bring influence into the world, to impact the world. We can't all impact our church. I mean, we can come together, we can love life, we can encourage one another, we can support each other. That's really important. But the leading happens mostly out there. We're only here for a few hours on a Sunday morning. You know, there's other things happen in the week, but this is not it. Um, So wherever you're supposed to have influence, if you're a mom that's raising your kids, your job right now is to influence your kids, to bring the kingdom of God into your home life. Like, that is so powerful. That's so huge. Uh, it's, It's amazing. If you're a teacher in a classroom, like, think of the responsibility and the impact that you can have over loving your kids well and encouraging them and speaking truth into their lives when they don't even know that you're doing it. You know, we can you know, speak prophetically into people's lives and they don't even know it. Uh, if you're a businessman leading a business, you've got a great responsibility to get behind and move things forward. God has given you resources. He's given you, know, you responsibility for people in your company. It's a big responsibility. It's like a pastor on steroids. 
If you're a politician representing a group of people, to lead well, to represent them well, to have honesty, to have integrity. You know, we need that. I mean, we need more of that, especially in New York State. We are raising up people to influence your world. You know, um, I think that's really important. You know, Pastor Joy shared last week um, about, you know, that your world is different than your world. I can't influence your world, Josiah's world. Well, maybe a little bit, but he's much better at it. Uh, He influences his world. I influence my world. You influence your world, right? Um, That's so important. We don't all just influence in the church life. We influence our world. I love it. Everyone always says, I'm going to go change the world. And Martin Trench was here um, a a couple months ago, and he said, let's stop all trying to change the world. Let's change ourselves first, and then we'll start to change the world. Like, let's not always put the cart before the horse. You know, let's, let's, let's change ourselves. You know, we've got big, huge dreams and visions, which are great, uh, but let's start somewhere. Um, a dream that I have is to raise up leaders, those who influence culture and bring godly leadership to spheres of society. I think New Hope is going to be known for that. We already are in some circles. Um, so if you're here and, like, you have a heart to get involved and serve and to lead, like, I want to know that. You know, I, I want to get behind you. We want, as a church, to get behind you. We want to build up all types of leaders here um, that are out there influencing culture. You know, it's, it's just so important. Um, I said years ago, I remember, this was several years ago, uh, Joy and I felt like, I want to get behind some pro-life initiatives and not just complain all the time about what I don't like, um, but I want to get involved. And so we did for a period of time. You know, I served on a board for a nonprofit in the city, and it was a pregnancy care center. I mean, I didn't know anything about really that world or that center, but I was able to help. We led the fundraising banquet for a few years. Um, we supported the mission of the place. But it was like, let's do something about it. If you've got something in your heart, then get out there and get involved. Um, I have four kids in the public school, and I said, you know, okay, I, I want to get involved. I, I love what is happening here, but I want to have a voice into the education system. You know, the education system's huge. I mean, you know, there's a reason that the enemy wants to target the education system because it can influence people on a massive scale. So we need believers that have a voice in the school systems. There's 4,000 kids down the road that meet there. And we can't all just pull out of everything and, like, let them go do their thing. Um, We have got, like, in the same way that in the suburbs, I have a heart for the city of Rochester. I don't live there. But I have a heart for the city because a healthy, successful city makes it better for the people in the suburbs. I mean, it's just, let's be honest, it's true. A healthy, successful Rochester is good for our region. We want them to thrive. We want them to prosper. I want the public school system to thrive and to prosper. And it isn't if we don't all do our part and get involved and be a voice. If God is calling you, he's not calling everybody to, but I'm using that as an example. Uh, if God's put it on your heart to make a difference or to just serve, get involved and go and serve. Uh, I remember sitting around you know, four or five years ago and Joy was like, hey, you know, there's an open position on the school board. And I was like, okay, why don't you run for it? That'd be perfect. And she's like, no, I can't. Why don't you do it? I was like, um, I don't know. I have a lot going on right now. Well, I lost that battle and I have been serving on the school board for four years. I'll be running for another term in, in, a, in a couple weeks. 
but it's been, I've been able to be a voice in that district uh, and love on kids and know what's going on in the schools. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I'm just sharing some examples here. I, I remember, and I feel like we can fall into this so easy, I was so tired of hearing about the, the problems in the city, right? I mean, all you have to do is turn on talk radio and you can hear. It's very easy to pick apart the problems that we have in our city, right? With the schools and there's, there's some major challenges. But we said, you know what? I would love to be a part of that. I don't know how to plug in and get involved. And then one day I was meeting with one of my clients who is a, uh, it's a nonprofit organization. They, um, they look at evidence-based solutions to advise public policy decisions regarding children for New York State. So we were helping, working through some things, and then they're like, you know, we have a board opening, board position opening. I'm like, okay, uh, well, God, maybe this is something you're doing so that I can get involved and have a voice and know more of what's going on so I know how to pray, I can help in whatever ways. Well, and that's four years later, I've been the board treasurer for that organization. And that is making, they, those decisions are what, I guess the research that they do influences what New York State does for kids, for money, for inner city schools. Uh, right now they're doing a whole analysis on the Rochester City School District, the budget. Um, so all the stuff that was in my heart to know and to want to be part of, I'm in. But it wasn't because I went, at, it was like, God, I would love to be a part. I'm willing. I'm, I'm, I want to be a part. I just don't know how. And then be careful when you say that because God starts bringing it to you. Because you know what? God wants there to be strong leaders and Christians in spheres of influence, not just all congregating in the church. And I am in the church world too, and I love it, and I'm very invested in this. But we've got to be also invested out there, you know? So that's my heart in sharing that. My gift set in my career path has led me to influence organizations, to serve on boards. I can, that's where I feel like I'm good, I can contribute. Your gift set and skill set might be in something totally different. And you need to know what that is so that you can get involved and take that and, and do something with it. I really encourage us to think like that. What is your unique gift set? What is your unique makeup? The God, how has God wired you to get involved and to influence and to lead and to impact society, to ex expand the kingdom of God all around us? It's so good. So uh, if we can put up these three words again, these three words... They're, they're very interesting because any one of them doesn't, they don't really work without all three because we can experience God and we can grow and we can have no impact and no influence because we don't want to or maybe we've never been taught on how to do it. We can influence and you can even grow and not have experienced God, which is actually scary. I mean, what are you influencing with? If you haven't, if the love of God hasn't become real in your life, what are you bringing you know, influence to? So we feel here at New Hope, we've got to experience God, we've got to know him, we've got to learn about him, we've got to experience, encounter him. It's a place to grow, a community where we can grow together, uh, corporately and individually. And then influence, like Daniels out in society, people who are out there influencing, serving, loving, leading, bringing the kingdom of God outside of this place. Uh, we're going to have a lot of effort in here because especially as we're, we're growing, we're going to be, all of us, wanting to get involved and serve and, and steward well what God is doing here. But the ultimate goal is that we change and transform society and culture, right? And we do that through 
getting together, experiencing God, growing together, growing in community, growing ourselves. We need this. You know, I, I like being here every week. I like worshiping. I like seeing friends. I like learning and hearing, being activated. And then I go out there on Monday morning, and then we take that stuff and we do it out there, you know? Does that make sense? Okay. So this is what makes New Hope unique. This is a unique calling, I feel, for us. There's tons of other great churches right in this area, and we're not better than any of the other ones, okay? Uh, But our heart here is this is our uniqueness. This is our purpose, I feel like, for these three things. So um, I shared a lot there. Before we pray this morning, I want to share a few things before next week. If you can come up and play, Mary. Um, I'm throwing a lot out there this morning. These are the things, you think of our three words you remember today, experience, grow, and influence. Um, Next week, I'm going to be building on this. I'm going to be sharing more biblical foundation for where we're going we're going to be sharing some details even on a three-year plan that we're, that we're rolling out. Um, we're going to sh- share some aspects of that and also announce some new additions to our leadership team that are going to help position us in the future for God, where God is bringing us, okay? So I'm going to share more specific stuff next week. We'll review it and stuff, and God is just going to continue building and releasing more as we move forward together. Um, I want us to pray, so I want us to stand up, if you could. Um, this is so interesting. Joy and I were talking this week. New Hope has a call. We have a mission. We all individually have a mission. The reality is, this is not my church. This is your church. Right? How, can I get an amen on that one? Okay. This is important. This is not my church. This is your church. We're all in this together. We all have a part in this. We all have a part to play. Um... I just want to pray. I want to release some things over us this morning. If you're new here this morning, I pray that you're inspired. You know, hey, man, I want to be part of this. How can I get involved? We'll share more about that next week. Uh, but just let some of the stuff sink into your heart. Um, Lord, I just thank you so much for the uniqueness that you have put in this room. And Lord, the hearts that are here and the people that you're assembling in this time, Lord, even for the big community that is downstairs this morning and the children, serving our kids and ministering to the children and all of the helpers and workers, we pray, Lord, that they're right in the flow of this and where we're going today. Lord, but we just want to accept our call in each one of us. You want to put your hand over your heart. I like to do that because it's just like, it's the soul of the being sometimes and we pray these things together. Lord, that our mission in life, you've created us to be those that demonstrate the goodness of God to people all around us. Lord, to show the goodness of God everywhere we go, to reflect your glory, to be a reflection, Lord, of all that you want to do on the earth. Lord, we want to be those that are like conduits that steward what you want to do on this earth. Lord, I pray today would be a day where we just, in a new sense, take hold of some of this in a new way. That our mission, our goal here is experiencing God. And everything we do is to experience God, is to experience you in a new way. And Lord, it never, never stops. Day one, we experience God. Day two, we experience you in a new way. Going on throughout our journey of life, we're going to experience you in deeper, in deeper ways. Lord, even if we maybe checked out of that a little bit, Lord, we want to get back into the flow 
of knowing that we serve a living God that we can experience and that we can encounter. Thank you, God. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, God. Lord, I thank you that you've called us to grow up into big trees, big oaks of righteousness, as you say in the Bible. Lord, we want to be those who have firm planted roots that go down deep and we are not shaken when the wind comes because we are growing together in a healthy community. We're encouraging one another. We're supporting each other. We've got each other's backs. Lord, I pray and I speak into all that are here that are called to influence society, to influence culture, to influence your family, influence your kids, to bring the kingdom of God to wherever it is that you are to show people the goodness of God. Lord, I call forth even those leaders, those influencers, those that aren't even here yet that you're bringing to this place. Lord, that we would have a massive impact from this place. Lord, that Little New Hope Community Church on Union Street would have a massive impact in upstate New York. Lord, we don't think small today, we think big. We open our hearts up for the big things that you want to do in our lives. I think God wants to deliver us sometimes from small thinking and thinking that just keeps us too small. So Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, shatter the small thinking this morning. Lord, that you'd open us up to think bigger, to have heavenly thoughts. Think of things that we've never even thought of before. Supernatural thinking and ability. In Jesus' name. I pray a blessing on everybody here. Lord, we're excited about the days of ahead and what you're doing. Lord, it's a privilege to be part of the kingdom of God and to be a part of the army of God, to have a unique call and a unique purpose. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray as everyone goes out this week and we make change, we make waves, we create influence out in culture, wherever you've called us to be. You've got us, you're behind our back. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like more information or additional resources, please check us out at newhopecom.org. Thanks and have a blessed week.